in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the cyber Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> what a... I'm a little confused by this one. It's, uh, it was just Cyber Monday. Oh, I see. Yes, I, th- I think we. I figured we kind of needed um, snappy marketing nicknames. Ooh, yeah. You know, you could be Mark Down McKinney, Prime Brian McKinney, and <laughs> Prime. Cyber Cyber Glenn Stansberry. Nice. I, I just think that that rolls off the tongue better, and it's more marketable. Okay. Than Glenn Stansberry. Well, I'd like to think that my name kind of you know markets itself. Right, right. Well, you, you have to have a catchy, snappy start I mean, to the to the name, though. I don't know many Glens. You don't think that's? No, you don't think it's, it's a very common. Oh, yeah. But Cyber Glen. See what you said? I thought you said cyborg. No, cyber. Wow. No, it's cyber. Uh, cyber. Hmm. Cyber Glen. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. I've been called worse. Mm-hmm. A lot worse. Uh, I've been accused of having artificial intelligence. <laughs> Um, I'm going to start calling you AI. It's all real. It's all real intelligence, despite what you hear on the podcast. And uh, speaking of artificial intelligence, you can visit uh, <laughs> gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is a virtual reality smorgasbord. A smorgasbord of a smorgasbord of cool things. Oh, it's man. powered by artificial intelligence. It is. By that, I mean me and Glenn. Right. Um, and. By that, we mean fake intelligence. Yeah, we got implants. Um, but uh, you should visit gentleman.com. It's a, it's, it, it'll take hours of your life, and it will give you nothing in return. Suck it right out of you. Um, and once those hours of your life are taken away from you mm. forever, mm-hmm. you can stop on over to podcast.gentleman.com and waste a little bit more time. Why? Because you're a glutton for punishment. That's right. Well, you got to have th- something to fill your time. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? You need goals. That's right. You know, maybe you're at work and you're like, eh, I'll just go on the internet for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Six hours later, it's time to go home. And you're done for the day. Ta-da! It's, it's a nice little, it's a nice little, it's like a time warp. I feel like this past week there have been a lot of really, <clears throat> like, uh, involved things posted on the site. They're not, I mean, there are some topical, like, quick little things, but a lot of them are pretty weighty and, like... Long-form articles. Yeah, which is good, but I find myself, you know, just, you know... yeah. The time flies. That's true. When you're reading long form. That's right. Mm-hmm. At 5.15 p.m. after work when you are <laughs> on your recreational time. Yeah, I don't mean at work. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, Glenn. Uh, Wait, we'll, people use our site at the work? Uh, at I don't the think so. It goes way down during uh, uh, okay. during the day. Oh. Hmm. A lot of hardworking people that... Uh, That's right. <clears throat> ...visit gentleman.com. So, um, we love you all. But yeah, you can listen to at podcast.gentleman.com. You can listen to previous episodes. I don't know why you would, but hmm. you can. Uh, and you can also uh, check out some of the beers we rated on there. Uh, you can follow along with the links from this episode. We'll link up the stuff. If we say something interesting that you want to find out more about, it'll be on podcast.gentleman.com. Uh, and the final thing that's really helpful for us, and when I, talk, when I say for us, I mean our self-esteem. Is uh, you guys can send us a letter to the gentleman mailbag at PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four, and we will get your letter. We will slap it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know as the Wall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Um, and then we'll talk about it on the uh, Gentleman Podcast. Mm-hmm. Whatever your thoughts, your criticisms, your critiques, your whatever you whatever you're thinking. Sometimes it's like we're in an echo chamber. You it's know? True. It's, it's is true. Anybody out there yeah. listening? I know. Um, you know the the, the days are getting shorter. It's true. less you know light. It's true. This is kind of when depression sometimes we're, we're starts the, sinking a little bit. And we're in the throes of darkness. If you if you're worried about our mental health, <laughs> as you should be, and I am as well, you should be. Uh, you send a letter over to us. Yeah. Um, and if you don't care about nope. us at all, you could send us an email at howdyagentleman.com. And we will get your letter, and mm-hmm. we will probably talk about it grudgingly. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll wait a couple of days. But yeah, we're gonna, it'll it'll take a while. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh darn it! Got to dig through all the real mail first. That's right. It's true, Glenn. 
Um, but anyway, Glenn, uh, you can also go to all the social networks and find gentlemen.com. Yeah, we're there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we're not too creative about the name. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Except for that one, what was it, WhatsApp? No, one of them. Yeah. you got to beware for imposters out yep. there. Because some, some of the, the weird uh, offshoot sh- social networks. Snapchat? Maybe Snapchat. Snapchat. Somebody somebody yeah. swooped in and tried to impersonate us on Snapchat. Right. So now we're like the really real gentleman at, <sighs> at Snapchat. Snapchat. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't remember what it is. I don't even... I've never even used it. It doesn't really matter because we don't really yeah. use it. <laughs> anyway, someday, Glenn. Someday. We'll figure someday. it out. Yeah. Um, anyway, Glenn, well, let's Darn get cute. on to the uh, drink of the week this week. Drink of the week. We have the Goose Island Winter Ale. Um, Goose Island's Brewery... I typically like their beers. You know, it's never like there's there's not they're like an old standard. Like, yep. oh yeah, this is this is I know this, this is familiar. This is like Bing Crosby a beer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe more like the uh, not Sinatra. One of the what's one of the Rat Pack guys that was kinda like one of the lesser Let's see there's Sinatra. Dean Martin. No. The other guy. Sammy Davis Jr. This is a Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Right? Wasn't he in the Rat Pack? Yes. I mean, come on. Out of those four, he, he probably was the least well-known. Right? I would have gone with... Um, I don't even know the guy's name off the top of my head because I can't think of it. You're just making him up now. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I would have gone with... And tell me, stop me if you've heard this name before. Oh, you're right. There is... Peter Lawford is who I would have gone with. Whoa. Um, either that or Joey Bishop. Uh, I thought there was four in the Rat Pack. <laughs> I didn't even know there was two other rats. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, so Joey it's like, or Peter? It's like uh, it's like Bing Crosby, right? <laughs> this is the this is the Ringo Starr of beers. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yes, I understand it. It's not very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, they all kind of taste the same. It, it seems to be like Goose Island beers seem to be a little bit sweeter for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Like kind of just finish a little sweeter. Anyway, okay. let's see if that holds true. I've not had the Goose Winter Ale, mm. but it looked compelling on the box. Ooh, sorry about that. On the box it says, nutty chocolate aromas and roasted caramel malt flavors. Mm. All good things. Mm. All good things. Yep. The uh, Goose Island Brewery has a nice little site. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. No need to belabor the point. Um, but let me let me roll through some. I'm gonna drop some knowledge about this beer. Okay, do it. The style is a winter ale. Mm. Could have guessed that. Uh, the alcohol by volume is 5.3 percent, so kind of middle Standard. of the road. Um, the international bitterness units is a solid 25. Mm. So that's pretty, pretty not solid. bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the color is umber, not amber. Umber, burnt umber, and the hops are fuggle. Fuggle hops, <laughs> which we all know and love. Right? You know, Who doesn't love a good fuggle, fuggle hop. hop? Yeah, exactly. Um, which I know I do. I love they're, those fuggle they're hops. They're my favorite. Can't get enough of them. <laughs> um, so anyway, Glenn, that's some some information about the uh, yep. Goose Winter Ale. What do you say we pop them open and see what happens? All right. Let's. Wait, are these twisties? I don't know. I can't remember. There's only one way to find out. No. No. <laughs> Ouch. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Uh, they are twist my fingers up. Twisties. Mmm, smells good. Ooh, Brian. Really nosing it there. Mmm. Ah, that's very good. Mmm. I like this one a lot. Again, pretty sweet. You know what I mean? Not sweet, but it's not sweet. It's not too sweet. It's just I've kind had of some a... ones that are just terrible sweet. Yeah, you know, there's nothing worse than a really sweet beer because mm. by the end of it, it's so gross. Wait, are you are you poking? Are you cracking wise at uh, my Costco uh, White Lightning beer? No, I forgot about that. But <laughs> I'm talking about winter ales, basically. Oh, okay. That are so sweet. Mm-hmm. There's some of them out there that are really sweet, and at first you taste it and you're like, oh, this is pretty good, and then by the end of the bottle, it's just yeah, I, I I need a. It's almost Budweiser. like a dessert beer. Yeah, I need a Budweiser. Don't, Brian. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is not too sweet. No, so I like that about this. It is sweet, but it's, it's not. It's a little sweet. It's, it's 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 sweeter than you know. You know what that is? That's the Fuggle hops. The Fuggles. The Fuggles. Yeah. 
Fuggle Rocks. Fuggle, I was gonna say Fuggle Rock. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of got like that thin characteristic that Goose Island beers just seem to have, which is good. It's just a nice, it's a nice beer. The hops were grown for Goose Island at Elk Mountain Farms. Wow. So. Specialized, um, spe- specialized fuggles. Yep. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, what uh, mm. what would you think that you would rate this beer at now that you have tasted said beer? This is a solid beer. This is a solid Goose Island beer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. It's you know, it's not gonna peg out the top of our scale for me. I think it. I'm gonna give this a high seven. I think I'm gonna give it a seven point seven. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Seven point seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I, I feel like I've been rating a little too high lately. I want to so ratchet it back. Unfortunately, you don't want to drive too far in the other direction. Though. I know, but I feel like some equilibrium needs to happen. And, and my own personal... Mm-hmm. I've been taking an intro, introspective look at my own rating. Yeah. And... Just taking apart. Sorry, Goose Island. You had to... Yeah, feel the feel the wrath. All right, the, I'll, give you, I'll give you a 7-9. Seven, 7-9. Nine. Seven, seven, nine. Nine. I feel like that's pretty good. Um, I was going to go definitely over 8. Ooh. I think this is pretty good. I like this one. I, I'm pleasantly surprised with it. There's just enough taste to it. Yeah. Not too much. Yeah. Uh, so you were going to go 7-9. Yep. Mm. I'm going to go... Uh, I think I'm think i going to go 8.2. Okay. Yeah. 8.2. I, I would say, for me, the only, the only criticism is that it's just almost just a little too, too nondescript, a little too thin. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it's a very casual beer. Mm. You, know, you have to really worry about it. It's true. It's true. I don't know. Depends on what you're going for. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, that means once we know that, mm. our arbitrary ratings of said beer. Well, arbitrary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, this costs seven ninety nine, I believe. Oh, seven ninety nine. Okay, yeah, forgot about the price thing. Yep, which is a pretty important component. So it's a little bit less. Yeah, it is. Goose Island, you're right. You know, shoot, maybe I should bump that up to an eight just because of the price. I don't know. Uh, all right, I'm doing it. We'll go eight. Eight. Okay, mm-hmm. you're going eight. I said eight point two, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's definitely the right. Yeah, eight. Eight seems okay. like okay. Uh, we, okay, so okay, now I just have to type in these facts into the uh, handy dandy gentleman mustache twist scale computer. And as we know, the mustache twist mustache twist scale computer will use uh, its proprietary algorithm empirical to number crunch and find the real empirical rating for mm-hmm. the Goose Island Goose Winter Ale. So uh, it said alcohol by volume five point three percent, international bitterness units twenty five, Fuggle hops. That's interesting. That that pushed um, me over the edge. I got him up to the eight. And uh, we said the price was seven point nine nine. Seven. Yes. Okay. Just numbers. Uh, okay. Now we just gotta wait a couple minutes for the uh, MTS computer to do its thing, and I'll grab the print off, and uh, we'll know exactly what the rating on this beer is. I want to go visit this island. Brewery. Um, it's in Chicago. Stone's throw from here. Yeah. I mean. What's what's nine hours in the car? Well, you fly there for hundred fifty bucks or something round trip. Well, fine. Yeah, should take a, a little flight over there. I think I may actually surprise Lynn. There you go. Ooh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. Um, yeah, so you have to report back on that. I will. Okay. In February. Okay. Well, let me just grab the print off here from the MTS computer. I got it. Okay. Flip through this. All right. A lot of pages, lot of pages in there. <clears throat> okay. So the MTS computer says uh, 8.1 on the mustache to a scale. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow. 8.1. I, so there you go. I am. Um, it never ceases to amaze me what the MTS this machine. Computer, yeah. It's the science age. You know what I mean? It's all It's all numbers. C- cyber, cybernetics. You know, Brian, I... I, I even shudder to bring this to bring this up. It scares me. But mm-hmm. at some at some point, I don't even know if the MTS will need a human component like us. I know. Yeah, it will drink the beers itself, 
and give a you know, self-lubricating cy- cyber cyber Glenn rating and a cyber Brian rating, and then it will do its own thing. It's going to be a foggle hops. Yeah, fog- <laughs> yeah. I like the foggles. <laughs> Well, mm. hopefully that day will oh. never come. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully that day will never come. Or well, it'll be a long time. It'll be a long time. Uh, it's, a, it's an ever-evolving evolving algorithm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like Google's algorithm. Algorithm? Well, you algorithm. Know, uh, have you ever seen Terminator? Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, it's been a while. Maybe we're the ones that create the... Uh, the MTS is really uh, the... Skynet. Oh, okay. Ooh. So, I don't know. Got to watch your back. If you see an Arnold Schwarzenegger looking like guy coming after you, then we'll know. Get to the chopper. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on, Glenn. Let's talk, to this, uh, talk about some interesting posts at general.com in the last two weeks or so. All right. Well, last... Well, okay. What, what, what is it, Dennis? Last Friday mm-hmm. was Black Friday. Yes. And Black Friday... I think somebody put it best. I saw something on Facebook or something. It was a meme, but basically this kid is looking at another, looking at adult and saying, wait, you're trying to tell me that a day after people give thanks for being content, they go and trample each other to save 20 bucks on a PlayStation? Oh, yeah, they do. Um, oh, yeah. The irony never escapes me about Black Friday, but... Um, uh, so Razorback, our good buddy Razorback, mm-hmm. has posted a tack... From Mashable.com, some little site, I think, wrote about us. I think it's about mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, yeah. Potatoes that you can Like ratings of how mashable they are. Um, Anyway, this potato site has an article titled, Genius Troll Plants Fake Black Friday Sale Signs at Target. And really, it it does what it says on the tin. Uh, A uh, Photoshop with Jeff Wisaki... Of the website Pleated Jeans, never been there, uh, created a series of fake Black Friday ads, which he went to a local Target store and uh, re- replaced uh, the ads, the real in, ads, with in a, in a window or a, a display of some sort. But the ads are brilliant. Yes. Um, they first of all they look the, they're the spitting image of actual Target ads, mm-hmm. and I'm sure like most people they look at the product and then look at the price. And not even bad an eye, but if you look at the the actual headlines and the subhead, the subheaders and and the uh, um, descriptions of the product, they're they're brilliant. Right. Some of the things that you can buy uh, in this supposed Target ad, they have this one page that says gifts they'll only use once, <laughs> and has stuff like a bread maker, an exercise ball, a juicer, a treadmill, um, which is awesome. <laughs> Uh, he has a uh, a bundle pack of Airbud the DVD, yeah. eighty seven copies of it for one hundred forty nine. Now the suggested retail price of that's six ninety nine, and you can get it for one forty nine. Oh man, I love the uh, the enchanted mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was good. That was good. Yep, and the tent with a uh, possum in it. Anyway, uh, yeah, fanny pack filled with pudding it is for nine ninety nine. <laughs> Uh, and a free Falcon if you spend $75 or more. Yeah. Uh, he also takes a couple ribs at uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's a Star Wars episode, a seven hot dog blaster which shoots real hot dogs. <laughs> I actually would love that. I think that's going to become a real product. A, space, a Star Wars space sucking vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and a Chewbacca toilet scrub. Oh, man. So... These are really good. These are good. It's a great idea. I wish you would have done that more widely spread is my only complaint. Maybe you reach out to some of your friends and say, hey, can you go hang these up at your local Target? Yeah. I, I would help. I would do it. I would, too. Um, if you, if you, I, you know. We have some commenters on Gentleman saying that they uh, they all want the free Falcon. Yes. And I'm with you. Yeah. The Falcon would be good. I uh, I feel like, you know, I think it's it's interesting to take shots at Black Friday like this. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand, if it wasn't for the people buying stuff, Black Friday wouldn't be going on. That's right. And I'm guilty as charged, because last year I bought some stuff on Black Friday. And I think the year before I did, too. Well, the thing is, the line's so blurring. I mean, Black Friday is like a week now. Yeah. Because so there's no real Black Friday anymore. It's just kind of like, hey, buy, buy, 
you know, buy a bunch of stuff near Christmas. That's right. Well, I heard that on Cyber Monday, mm-hmm. uh, Target Target's website broke. Yep, and they had to do a first in, first out kind of thing. On the first website? in, last out. Uh, they had to do a wait list, basically you- like a countdown. Like you'll be able to shop this store in thirty seconds. Sorry. So they had that planned. No. Well, I think they, it might have been. I a, mean, how do they whip that up on the fly? Like, oh, uh, put it in uh, bouncer mode. I don't know. Maybe they have that. It's pretty smart to have that on the on the back burner. On the back burner, just in case. And it sounds like that might be what was going wow. on. Um, Target. Target. Am I? I don't get it. I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't know. They they were having a fifteen percent off everything sale. So oh, okay. Anyway, it melted the internet. Wow. I wouldn't have seen that coming. I figured Amazon or yeah, even Walmart. Right. But I don't know. I have heard, I heard somebody, and then this just may be a myth. And I kind of think it does sound kind of like a myth, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it happened either. That supposedly there are some retailers that have certain products made for Black Friday. And they price them really low, but they're also made with cheaper product cheaper materials see this is a this is a rumor that's been going around for a long time about a lot of different things yeah and it doesn't make any sense to me how could you, why would you spend the extra money to manufacture something cheaper why do they manufacture 3.5 percent alcohol beer in grocery stores in kansas brian i don't know see well that's that's a sell <laughs> that's a sell beer in grocery stores they're trying i i think that i think I, think, I remember hearing that about electronics and Walmart back in the day. Well, I don't know okay. where electronics and Walmart are like. The team, I mean, how are you going to make it any more cheaply? Let me. Let, okay, <laughs> you get a Snopes it. Uh, I don't know what you looked <laughs> I up. I knew this would get Brian Snopes. <laughs> what uh, cheaper Black Friday? Black oh. Friday. Yeah, that should probably do it. Products. Something. Hmm. Well, we uh, we can't determine the legitimacy of that rumor that you're spreading. Oh, it's it's probably but I'm saying this is what people think about Black Friday yet they still partake. Yeah. Uh, I know for a fact the person who reported this to me also went out and this bought is this, junk. It's on the um, Black Friday. You know, it's the, the the compelling power of a deal. Mhm. Maybe you're not really particularly interested in buying that thing, but it's 20 bucks off. Well, hang on, Brian. And it's also a time-sensitive d- right. matter. You have to make the decision right now. And they're limited quantities. That's right. It's like, for, for the, psycho- you know, in the psyche of a, of a human, that's yeah. like, I'm drooling right now just talking about it. Oh, I don't yeah. even want to buy anything. I, I just want to go to the store and buy something. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we're not here to debate the legitimacy of Black Friday. We did. We did. But... But we were not... That's not <laughs> but our that's job. But that's not the point. Um, so anyway, Glenn, I don't even know what we were talking about there. Uh, yeah, Black Friday ads. Black Friday ads. They were... They were funny. They were funny. The made-up ones. Photoshopped. Photo Black Friday ads. Okay. Um, <laughs> next we have a deeply... This is a deeply engrossing subject. Um... As usual, Trig Joe, our good buddy Trig Joe, mm-hmm. uh, went out to the internet and found a story about urine black holes. Mm-hmm. This is pretty pretty standard for Trig Joe. Yep. Um, look, these are the things that we that we're clamoring for. Him. Exactly. This is <clears throat> this is important news. News. This is important groundbreaking mm-hmm. news, Glenn. Yeah. So on Gizmodo. The title of the article is Physicists Create Urine Black Holes to Solve the Splashback Problem. Um, <laughs> look, guys know. Sometimes... It's the worst. Sometimes you're in a poorly designed uh, urinal situation, and your aim is just left to center, and you get, <laughs> you get a little you get a little splashback. There's a little splashback that happens there. And, uh, you know, I haven't worn khakis since the mid-90s, but they, they, nope. in, the, in, the, in the article here, they reference several times, if you're wearing khakis, it's the worst. Yep. Because with jeans, you can't see. You know what I mean? Well, 
Depends on how light well, the wash is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> depending on the situation. Right. I don't know how bad your aim is, Glenn. But, 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 uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Aim's got nothing to do with it. Anyway, so thankfully, uh, we have two <laughs> people that took this problem very seriously. So seriously, in fact, that they created a paper based on their research at Utah State University's Splash Lab. Uh, and those two people are Tad Truscott and Randy Hurd. Mm-hmm. And Hurd presented their results uh, this week at the American Physical Society's Division of Fluid Dynamics <laughs> in Boston. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know what that. It means. was a big conference. It was a really big means. conference. Back in 2013, the Splash Lab, then at Brigham Young University, brought us handy tips on how good men could avoid a similar problem with khaki pants, Glenn. And right. their solution was pretty simple. I guess at the end of the day, Hold all you've got to do is oh. sitting on the toilet. Yeah, to go. That's foolproof. Foolproof, no problem. Unless you fall in. Unless you fall in. That's right. <clears throat> and then um, who's the fool? Right. Um, but they, they, these two mavericks of the uh, splash universe, anti-splash, uh, went out and they did research and based on a. They did several trial trials of what they thought would work as a insert into a urinal, um, and they came up with a fourth design. At a they did four different designs, and the fourth one was the best. And they based it on a moss that is particularly good at absorbing water. They based the design on that, and some dense forest moss, or it was some yeah super absorbent moss. Uh, consists of tall, relatively for, uh, relatively forest. Of carbon nanotubes mm, mm-hmm. into which light can enter, right? But does not come out, which is a black hole. Comes, yeah, which there's that's where they got the name for it. Uh, but anyway, they they think it's it's interesting. Uh, obviously, the, the cre- cre- using it for a urinal insert is a practical and also headline grabbing way to present their right. their articles. And let's face it: if somebody said we created this material that doesn't mix. That, that absorbs splashes really well. Right. Not a good story. No. Uh, a urinal insert that avoids splashes, much better story. I'm surprised that these guys are the first ones to really bring this to the public's attention because <sighs> every single time I go into a bathroom and mm-hmm. use a urinal, yes. I'm thinking about this. Right. You know? It's always a fear in the back of your mind. It's always there. What if you're at your business lunch? You know what I mean? <clears throat> or maybe a job interview? Yeah. I mean, it's not even like the... It's just the thought of that coming back and getting you a friendly fire, as you right. were. Exactly. I a mean, friendly fire mixed with uh, somebody other fire. else's <laughs> cover fire. I mean, <clears throat> you know, like yeah, it's just a weird. It's thing. true. Mm-hmm. If you really, I try not to think about it too much. But, Neither do I. But yeah, in the article, they also kind of um, show why some why well, like if you see. Certain uh, anti-splash devices that you that are pretty common, you should just avoid them, and mm. because they make problems worse. There's one that's like supposed to absorb. I've not heard of this thing, but it's supposed to absorb. It's like really, it's got a cloth in it or something, uh. but it doesn't absorb fast enough, which makes the problem worse. Yeah. Anyway, Brian, I grew up in the country. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was a farmer. A splash back in the country. Well. I remember the first time I went with I went with him. I, no, not the first. I, I remember going. Out, I have this distinct memory of going out with my grandpa to feed the cattle mm. and driving there. We're in the pasture, you know, driving along. Mm-hmm. And I see a cow. You're, if you've never seen a cow pee before, it is breathtaking, <laughs> especially when you're like six. Oh, I bet. And you know the expression like a cow peeing on a flat rock. <sighs> it was it was like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think of every time I use a urinal. <laughs> just like... Right. Every, everywhere. It mm-hmm. just... Anyway. I see. That's good to know, Glenn. My stream of contents, mm-hmm. as it were. Uh. <laughs> well, anyway, Glenn. Okay, so if you want to know more about this, we'll link it up at podcast.gentleman.com. Maybe we have some people that are in charge of uh, getting inserts for urinals out there. <laughs> yeah. They're, and they Tastemakers. Just, they just you found the... <laughs> The perfect it's found the perfect insert for them all right um, uh, well <laughs> moving on <laughs> the yeah. last the last link we're going to talk about today is a serious matter mm-hmm. and it's of uh two well our, 
You know, Mark Blemish is a member that we I don't think we've highlighted very often on the podcast. No, maybe not. But he's one of those guys or gals mm-hmm. that, given the opportunity, makes the most of it. I'm going to say it was his name, Mark. He's probably a dude. <laughs> well, uh, you never know. Well, you never know. It's true, Glenn. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, he he. Uh, he I, I frequently read the articles he posts. So, but I saw this picture. Okay, so the the, the link is titled. Sudbury, Ontario brothers free bald eagle from trap. Take epic selfie. Mm. And the picture, <laughs> the picture is it. You need to go to podcast.gentleman.com to look at the to to check the link out because mm. I could not stop laughing when I saw this thing for the first time. And right. it, the story is it's on uh, HuffPost Huff Canada. So mm-hmm. take that for what it's worth. Right, <clears throat> but. It's two brothers out in the woods tromping around. I think they're hunting. Yeah, they were hunting. And they come across a bald eagle stuck in a trap. Mm-hmm. And at first they thought it was dead. And then they got close. like, oh, no, no, it's not dead. So yeah. they, <clears throat> one of them takes a jacket off, throws it over the bald eagle, and they proceed to, you know, wrenching it out of this trap somehow. Mm-hmm. And instead of, you know, once they get it out, they're all relieved. The eagle's, I'm sure, relieved, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He's probably a little freaked out altogether. Oh, yeah, but, I'm sure. Uh, instead of just letting them, you know, fly, they decide, you know what? We need to commemorate this moment by taking a selfie with the bald eagle. Mm-hmm. And the, first of all, the expression on the brothers' faces is just, it's great. Yeah. All right. It's really good by itself. But you look over to the, the left-hand side of the screen and you see the bald eagle. And the, <laughs> I swear to you, the bald eagle is posing. Right. It looks like it. It is... It is fantastic. It's a great picture, um, and they did a did a good job. I watched the video. Of this uh, the the article says that the bird remained relatively calm the whole time, but uh, when they happened upon it, I think it might have been their dog or something that was yeah. freaking it out because mm-hmm. it was flapping its wings pretty good. But then once they threw the jacket on over it, it kind of started to calm <laughs> down a little bit. And I'm sure that once uh, once they got it out of the trap, it was probably a little bit relieved and chilled out a little bit yes um they they, bald eagles have pretty good wingspans and they're probably pretty powerful wings so they these guys it was uh i mean good idea to take a selfie i'm glad it didn't end in tragedy yeah so glad somebody didn't lose a finger yeah i don't know if bald eagles can i assume they can hurt you pretty good yeah they're not like the tamest bird ever um are they warbirds is that man my 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 history degree is really Really can really failing me now. Yeah, I thought there was some significance. I'm, I'm sure I could look it up a quick Google search here, but I'm not good in the interest of time. Just assume that you're right. I always that's do. What I do. That's yeah. what I do yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. So that's right. They captured. They freed a warbird. Freed a warbird. Yep. Uh. Anyway, a bona fide warbird. So uh, apparently, but, this is what's hot on HuffPost Canada. But anyway, mm-hmm. Glenn. Yeah, if people want to check out the the selfie, you can, ch- <laughs> they can go podcast.doingwhat.com. I'll link it up. <laughs> Um, it's a great picture um, and good little story. And it's cool that they saw the bald eagle and did something about it. Okay, Glenn, that was some interesting post from gentleman.com from the last two weeks or so. Yes, it was. Good stuff. Thanks for posting that, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's time, Glenn, to talk about the gentleman toast this week. Mm. And uh, have we toasted this guy before? Yes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, if we toasted him every week, wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter. You would all agree that there's a good reason we're doing it. Um, this week, Glenn, I wanted to uh, talk about a little-known actor named Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And Bill Murray has created a... It's an awesome idea. It's a throwback holiday special aired on Netflix. Next, Netflix is doing some really original, cool stuff. They're bringing back a lot of shows that people loved which is smart it's a good business a, decision yeah they're uh and they're doing stuff like this that's kind of out there a little bit weird but pretty cool mm-hmm. uh this is a christmas special in the style of maybe an old kind of bing crosby christmas special or something where it's just this weird idea and they have all the celebrities come over and all this stuff um the idea of this christmas special is that Steve, uh, bill murray is going to have a Christmas show that's supposed to be broadcast from a hotel in uh, New York on Christmas. And unfortunately, there's a huge blizzard, and none of the people that are supposed to show up there do. And at first, he wants to shut the whole thing down, but then he decides, you know, you know, know what? 
I'm just going to let it fly and we're going to do what we can do and we're going to put on a show for the hotel staff. Right. And so they have, of course, a bunch of celebrities on the show. Miley Cyrus is in it. Um, Clooney. George Clooney's in it. Uh, there are actually a lot of actors. Uh, yeah. So George Clooney, uh, Miley, Miley Cyrus. It's also got Chris Rock, Amy Poehler, and um, even Michael Sarah's in it. Uh, there's a couple of, I mean, just the yeah. dude from My Heart Huckabee. What's his name? Yeah. Um, He's in all the Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, yes. Uh, <sighs> I can't remember that. Uh, Jason Schwartzman. Yes, Jason Schwartzman. Paul Schaefer is in it. Mm-hmm. Maya Rudolph. I mean, it's just a huge thing. Uh, and, it's, and it looks really cool. And it was directed by Sofia Coppola. Interesting. Um, which they worked together on Lost in Translation. Yeah. Um, and so then also... It was written by the same guy that co-wrote Scrooged with Bill Murray. Wow. Which is pretty cool. And, and that's, it's funny that that's the case because when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this kind of reminds me of Scrooged. Just, I mean, the, <laughs> just the felt whole, like it? Yeah, just kind of, I mean, you know, Bill Murray, of course, and then just the vibe of it kind of felt like Scrooge. I don't know. Anyway, so it's a really cool idea. I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm sure it's awesome. It's got Bill Murray in it. That's all I need to know. Christmas special with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Stunkle Bill. But yeah, check it out. You can, you, I think you can go to Netflix right now and and watch it. I want to say it's it's good to go right now. Coming soon to a Netflix near you. And it's that time of year, Christmas time. We're we're officially in December. That's right. It's uh, it's that time. Of, I mean, we we've, we've only got a few short weeks before Christmas. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, it's right around the corner. You so celebrate any- Hanukkah. You you've got even less time. Before the let's ball just gets say rolling. let's just say the holidays are right around the corner. That's true. That way, you know, to catch all. That's right. Mm-hmm. No matter what holiday you celebrate, we'll, t- we'll take the Starbucks road. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <we> can... <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Look, we're just gonna never mind. <laughs> just cut this out. We're gonna right. slowly back away from that. Yeah. Um, we talked about that last time. Oh, okay. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for... Oh, we got a, we got a toast. Bill Murray's toast. Toast. To toast Bill. Bill. To Uncle Bill. I almost forgot because it's like we're just constantly toasting the dude. You know? Yeah. It's like we talk... Yeah, it's, it's just, just another a, day. Hey, Bill. Hey. Yeah, the thing that, the only thing that gives me pause about that movie is I really don't like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I, I just don't like... Uh, she just... Uh, ugh, just I know. feels so forced. Well... I think they're kind of making fun of her, sort of. Awesome. All you right. know what I mean? Now I'm going to watch it. Like, yeah. They're not really seriously, you know, anyway. Christian's a wonderful person, but the whole shtick really annoys me. Well, you know, I, I hope... I'm sure I'm alone. I, I hope her uh, <laughs> hopes and dreams aren't shattered that she hears this on a gentleman podcast. You know, she's probably traveling around listening to the gentleman podcast right now, somewhere. She's on the road. She's like, shattered. What are those gentleman guys doing right now? Let me listen. Yeah. All right, Miley. I've got some suggestions. <laughs> okay. Write us a letter. Yeah. We'll start up a formal correspondence. Absolutely. We'll get our people, your people. Mm-hmm. The whole thing will be. I'll pull up my fountain pen. That's right. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's move on from Miley Cyrus uh, to the... Uh, hot topic. And this week, Glenn, you provided me with a link that our friend Nicholas... Had posted to gentleman.com. He's the watchdog of the internet. And um, he's all over this. And this link <laughs> is... These maps prove that daylight savings time is the actual worst. And this is from the Atlantic City Lab, which I don't know very much Wait, about. Not the Atlantic City Lab. No. The Atlantic. <laughs> the Atlantic, like the publication. They have a site called City Lab. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what that means. City Lab. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, yeah, doesn't matter. Nope. Um, anyway, this this article says the the maps that prove that daylight savings daylight savings cycle is ruining our lives. <laughs> and um, talking about daylight savings time, of course, everybody knows about it. Everybody's kind of like when I grew up, I just thought that's how things worked. Yep. And now that I get older, I start being like, why are we? Why is it getting dark at five o'clock? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the facts, people, are that apparently DST, although it was created to reduce electrical demand, mm-hmm. doesn't actually reduce electrical demand. Um, instead, it shatters sleep cycles, uh, 
It has also been linked to traffic accidents, heart attacks, seasonal affective disorder, I don't even know what that is, commuting snafus, and a general shaking of the fist. It, the, the shaking of the fist. Yeah, I. it is a little weird to, to leave the old office at 5 o'clock and see a sunset. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when just a few short weeks before that. Right. We were calmly enjoying the, yeah. the uh, yeah. an extra hour of daylight. At least, yeah. Um, so anyway, Glenn, the hot button topic is daylight savings time. They have a map in here. This is all um, based on a Axis Maps cartographer, Andy Woodruff, mm-hmm. created a couple of interesting maps. These are pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, they are, actually. Um, where he uses an illustration to show basically how bad we're getting screwed by daylight savings time. And uh, impossible to explain over the audio version of it, but... Just hop on over to podcast.gentleman.com and check out these maps. It basically shows in visual terms that we're getting screwed by daylight savings. Right. So, <clears throat> Brian, you you believe you don't you're uh, you're against daylight savings time. You know the thing is, you morally opposed to it. Daylight savings time has been getting a really bad rap recently. Yes. People are all over it. Mm-hmm. That makes me think. I wonder. Maybe there's something good to it. You think I don't so? know what that is. Hmm. You're but still, still looking for truth there. Um, I don't know much about why it was created. I mean, this according to this article, it was created to save on electricity? Well, hang on. I, I always thought the daylight savings was more for farmers. That's what I've heard, too. So, when you know, there's less to do in the winter if you're a farmer. For the agricultural, you know, agrarian society, less to do in the winter for a farmer. Right. I mean, obviously, you have harvest in the in the fall, and you have you know summer plant or spring planting and all that stuff. When the time zone starts to, you get an, hour, an extra hour or so more. Okay. So I looked this up, and um, according to this article on Discovery dot com, Ben Franklin penned the proverb: "Early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise." Um, and he he suggested the idea in a 1784 essay. But it wasn't until 1918 that the country established daylight savings time, but then repealed it a year later. Between uh, during World War II, from 1942 to 1945, they instituted it in order to save on electricity, mm. um, obviously because of the war effort. Mm-hmm. And now mm. we are pretty much stuck with it today. In 1966, mm-hmm. the United States officially adopted the Uniform Time Act of 1966. With which outlined daylight savings time to begin on the last Sunday of April and end on the last Sunday in October. So, that's the origin of it. Wartime energy conservation. I wonder if it worked back then for energy conservation. Like, people actually used candles and stuff. I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it worked back then, but I will tell you this. I am... I'm not necessarily against it. In fact, I might be for it. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, not for, you know, any sensible reason other oh. than, yeah. Oh, this makes sense to you. Yeah. Right. Uh, other than the fact that I kind of like the, I, I like the change, like the actual, it signifies like change into winter for me or mm-hmm. change into spring for me. I, I kind of like the whole, uh-huh. I just like it. Right. Uh, well, I like it in the winter. I don't like it in the spring when I lose an hour of sleep, but right. I am grateful for the extra hour of time. Here's what I figured out. Mm-hmm. Through my travels and long <laughs> nights of thinking about this. Pontification? Is that when I was in college and I was yearning for knowledge, you know, a thirst for a thirst for new ways of thinking, you know? Uh, you could find me down at the local bar. And when it's daylight savings time and you gain an hour, the bar stays open till 3 mm. and not 2. That day of? So you get an extra hour... And you don't have to get up as, you know, you're getting up later. So yeah. it's like, phew, win-win, you know? That's right. Uh, so I, I, I back in college, I would have said I'm pro daylight savings time. Gotcha. Because one day a year, we get extra time at the bar. That's right. Um, actually, this year was significant for people in Kansas City area because the Royals were in the World Series and a bunch of the local sports shows were talking about how when daylight savings happened, there was actually a game that night. Mm-hmm. So if we'd won, I think we did win. All these people there for the game stayed because they're happy because we won. Right. Stayed even later. Biggest night of the of the year for bars, basically. Wow. But I don't think I don't think that actually came to fruition. 
Well, so anyway, Glenn, that I that would be my only argument for it, which I think is a strong one. I think so too. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I, I've just recently started questioning this practice of switching clocks around. It doesn't seem like it officially. I don't know. I'm sure there's got to be pro daylight savings time people out there. Speak up. Let uh, your voice be heard. You're one of them. This is but your, you have oh, no yeah. sound reason. You can't go to a, oh. you can't go to a convention and say it kind of signifies. Look, the guys, change of seasons for me. It feels good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got a problem with that? Yeah. Let's step outside, dorks. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, but you can't. You, that's not a. Comp- I got logic and I got reason. That's right. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't, there's got to be somebody out there that says, "Well, we actually really do it because of this, and it makes sense." Because otherwise, why would we be doing it? Do we really do things like that? Do we really do traditional things like that just because? I guess so. Yeah. Christmas. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Black Friday. <laughs> Cyber Monday. Cyber. Mo- Cyber. Five year old. Tra- tra- a five year old tradition. That's right. Uh, is it really that young? Cyber Monday. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe it's a little older. Yeah. Maybe not. I think that just kind of happened because people, well, anyway, who cares how that happened? But <laughs> daylight savings, I really do think, happened because of farming. That, that makes sense to me. Maybe maybe it wasn't, but that makes sense to me. So I'm just going to go with it. Okay. That's how it makes sense to the world, Even Brian. though it, it uh, it's contrary to the article that I just read you where it talked about uh, the wartime effort. I'm and... saying it's beneficial to farmers. And at that okay. time, it was an agrarian society okay. for the most part, maybe. Right. So, I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to okay. roll with it. Okay. Uh, so, you think it's beneficial to the farmers, and therefore we should keep it. I think I think at the time it was beneficial. I think now it's beneficial to me. Okay. So, there you go. I kind of like it. And it was beneficial to me when I was in college. And and you in college. It's true. Okay. How do we not go to some convention and not win people over? That's true. Look, guys. Go to the bars. Right. That one day a year, mm-hmm. get an extra hour. And then go home and feel good about the seasons changing when the daylight's... Right. You know? mm-hmm. Right. It's It signifies a change. It's true. So... Okay. All right. Anyway. Interesting. <clears throat> Interesting. All right. Well, now that we've got that solved, Glenn. Mm-hmm. I, I know we're not going to make any friends. Nicholas, on his tack that we reference from this hot button topic, mm-hmm. he gives it the uh, description, I detest daylight savings, period. Yeah, I think so, I think a lot of people do. I think you know th- this might be some kind of a smear campaign going on. You know the, the I could see that the media mm-hmm. really just jumped all over this. I'm a little suspicious. I bet they took some things out of context. I think they probably did. I think they're making up some lies about daylight savings time. All right, so we agree that daylight saving time is awesome. Yes, and everyone <laughs> everyone, everyone else hates us. <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, excellent hot button topic. Well, hopefully, maybe we can appear on CNN or something as yeah. the experts. Mm-hmm. We're, we'll, we'll do the counterpoint. Yep. We'll, we'll be opposite of scientists, and we'll be like, look, guys, I don't know. It just feels good. Well, you guys don't feel? Yeah. Can you... Can you, Are you how do you robot? quantify a feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Are you part of Cyborg Monday? <clears throat> I don't know, Glenn. Okay. Uh, well, it's that time again, Glenn. It's time for the question from the gentleman mailbag. Mm. And we were talking about the Bill Murray holiday special uh, earlier, and it got me thinking. What, in your opinion, in your estimation, Glenn, what is the best holiday special of all time? Look, I know I go first typically on these, but I'm going to defer. I'm okay. going to def- defer to you, Brian. This this came down to a couple, you know. That's I, how I how I am. I want to make sure I don't. I haven't seen the Bill Murray one yet, so okay. I can't say right. for sure on that. You know. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think back to ones that I've seen, like Bill Crosby. I, Bill Crosby. <laughs> Bill, Bill, <laughs> I, I'm looking. Yeah. How awesome would a special be with Bill Murray and Bing Crosby? Hey, uh, computers That's can true. make it happen. That's true. Um, I, I Bing Crosby. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that one. I actually have watched the start, the infamous Star Wars. Uh, oh my gosh. Christmas special is really weird. Yeah, it's, it's all about Chewbacca and all yep. this stuff. It's just bizarre. Finally got his day in the sun. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's really odd. Um, you know, and of course, there's The Simpsons, which actually started as a kind of a special, um, as like a 30 minute story, a story about Santa's little helper. The, oh, the dog. The dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the first episode of The Simpsons was that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that that would be high, pretty high up there, but. Um, it came down to two for me, and we probably overlap here. Maybe not. 
My favorite would definitely be The Grinch. The Grinch, okay. And in a very close second, it would be Rudolph. Okay, because wow. Because I used to watch that when I was a kid, yep. and I love Bumble. Yep. Um, I just, you know, I think that Bumble's a great a great part, and Yukon Cornelius, and oh, there's just yeah. so many great characters. Oh! So many great... <laughs> Uh, so many great characters in that, but the Grinch, I think, is a you know you got Boris Karloff. Um, it's a great story. It's animated really well. Seuss, uh, yeah, Doctor Seuss. Yeah. Um, it's a it's so I, I think it's that would be my pick. That's a good order. one. The Grinch has got to be the uh, my go to on that. If I could only watch one Christmas special it would be that which i do have a copy of and which i do watch every year by the way yeah i got it i have i have the grinch so, as well mm-hmm. um yeah i i was rifling through these i was trying to think of the ones there's one really obscure one that i watched when i was like six or something and i'd mm-hmm. watch it like every year for five years until i couldn't find the dvd or the mm-hmm. dvd the vhs anymore and it was called it was like a claymation christmas or something like that okay it was really weird it had california raisins in it singing and all this stuff Anyway, it was awesome. It was sweet. That's a product of the eighties. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like eighty eight. Yeah. It, oh, it's man. on. You can buy it on Amazon for like eighty for like twenty bucks. So. Anyway, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. pick that one, Brian, because to me, the the, the one that I have to watch, mm-hmm. um, I I do, I would it would either come down to Rudolph, like yep. the claymation Rudolph. Yep. It just doesn't. Just not Christmas without claymation right, Rudolph. Right. Right. Or Scrooge with Bill Murray. Oh really? Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. Scrooge is really good. Um, you got Bobcat. Bobcat. What's his name? Goldthwaite. Goldthwaite Gold, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. let's see. That's pretty much it. Well, I can't. <laughs> There's remember. a few other ones. There's a guy that played in the uh, Smallville. Mm-hmm. He was Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Scrooge is really good. Um, that's uh, I watch that pretty frequently. I don't own that one, but I, I probably should because mm-hmm. I watch enough. Um, Bill Murray's great in that. Yeah, perfect role for him. Yep, really, uh, really plays that character to a T, and it's got a good message. I like it's kind of based on uh, the A Christmas Carol. Yeah, um, which is cool. Um, I forgot about one though that I actually watched for the first time last year with Laura, or, um, and it's called Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yep, uh, but 1977, Jim Henson. Um, just I don't even know how to describe this. It's just the weirdest thing, uh, but it's pre Muppets. I think this is when they were trying to test out if they could do Muppets. Basically, really, it's pre Muppets. I believe so. Um, wow. For some reason, I thought I watched the the making of, and they were talking about how they they figured out a lot. Oh, you know what it was? It's the Muppet movie. Oh, okay. They were they were trying they were trying to do um, they were trying to do a Muppet movie. And they and basically they, give them up its feet. Yeah, and yeah. they had to figure out a bunch of ins and out of that stuff. Yeah. And um, so anyway, yeah, they're trying to figure out how to do the Muppets movie. And Drug Band Christmas was a catalyst to, to getting that stuff done. And hmm. there's some really interesting things in there um, about the Drug Band Christmas thing. Um, the opening shot is this. I was watching it and I was like, "How did they do this? <laughs> it, it's there. It's, it's a Muppet on water, basically." Um. And I couldn't figure out for the life of me. Anyway, the 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 extras on the on the DVD go through how they create all the shots and everything. And it's pretty interesting just to see it. Because huh. when I was watching it, I was like, wow, this is pretty impressive. I don't know how they did this. You know, and it's pretty impressive when you look at something from 1977 and you're sitting there thinking, hmm, I wonder what they were, I wonder how they is pulled this off. Is this CGI? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, so anyway, I, I, that one was really cool. It's a good little story. I need to watch that one again. And maybe I will. Ooh. You think it could crack uh, the Grinch? No way. Oh, okay. Sorry. There's just say. some things you can't. There are. You just don't. You just don't mess with Texas. Yeah. You got the Grinch and Rudolph. I mean, I grew up watching Rudolph every right. Christmas. Oh you yeah. Know, I, I would look for it and find what it was going to be on, and you know. I feel like there's another one that I'm forgetting. I just saw a commercial for on TV that they're going to show again. Frosty. Frosty's good. Mm-hmm. Frosty's, Frosty's not, not the same. No. Yeah. Rudolph is. Yeah, they really pulled that one together. Well, and then yeah. Anyway, I we, don't know. Th- there's a ton to choose from. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, we're standing by our picks. I need to go back and watch the Star Wars Christmas special again. <laughs> Do you? It was on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, uncut. It was. Oh boy. <laughs> 
so sorry, I just remembered something, but continue. No, I, what were you gonna say? I just I just realized. Speaking of Christmas shows, we talked about Christmas movies, mm-hmm. and I posed a question in a tangent last last episode. Which is a better which which what kind of guy are you? Are you a white Christmas? Oh yeah, or Holiday Inn? Mm-hmm. And you said Holiday Inn. That's right. And I agreed. All right. The only problem is, is that I was confused. Mm-hmm. It's White Christmas, baby. I was totally confused. All right. Holiday Inn came first. Mm-hmm. And White Christmas is a little riff on Holiday Inn. Yeah. I will give you that. It's basically like the producers, like, how can we make a story that we can cash in a second time on this song? Okay. What do you think All is the, the best suckers Rocky out movie? there. What do you think is the best Rocky movie? All the suckers out there will go see this movie. <laughs> Because of this Suckers? song. Come on. Uh, it's I, awesome. This could be a hot button topic maybe for, for next week. Look. We can, talk, we, can wa- we can watch the respective ones. And I'm going to write notes. Yeah, exactly. This is, why, this is why White Christmas is vastly superior. Glenn likes his movies very bland. <coughs> apparently. Excuse me. I'm because, uh, on my beer. Because he's all worried about this plot line that's the fact that... Uh, Bing Crosby steals Fred Astaire's girl. No, 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 no. I thought it was the other way around. The whole movie is Fred Astaire trying to steal Bing Crosby's girl, right? Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. They're good friends, they're good, but they're, they're like, good hey. friends, but they're kind of rivals. But they're, yeah. Uh, they, they, they have this weird rivalry kind of going on. I have a code. All right, Brian. I, I have no such code. The Brian is totally heartless. <laughs> but I, this is something that rubs me the wrong way. I just feel uncomfortable watching the whole thing. I don't like movies that make me. For the most part, with an asterisk, because sometimes I do, but for the most part, I don't really like movies that make me uncomfortable. Right. I get what you're saying. And I just kind of... I don't... I think I think you can go back and watch it. It really doesn't play like that. I need to watch it again. I think I... Uh, here's what happened. I have a friend who said, this is the best Christmas movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoa, ho, ho. Right. I gotta, I gotta watch it. I wouldn't it. go that far. Yeah. So I, I mean, watch it after already have seen White Christmas. Okay. And I feel like... If my memory serves, Holiday Inn was a little bit more. It, it was a little bit more rudimentary in terms of like sets and stuff. White Christmas has got like a ton of all this set yeah. stuff going on. All mm-hmm. it was a huge deal, right? It seems like Holiday Inn was kind of like maybe it was like the first Matrix versus like yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. two and three. So you need uh, so you need pretty sets. And all that stuff. To yeah, I need things to look pretty. Big, big budget. Hey, kind of things. You hey, with, hey, you give me a big budget movie. I'm what just, is Star Wars a big budget movie, Brian? Are you gonna go see it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I prefer the originals. Uh, well, those are low budget. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think if you go back and watch it, it doesn't play the same. Okay, but we should we should watch. I should watch White Christmas, or I should watch White Christmas, and you should watch Holiday Inn. I'll do it. They're both on Netflix. They are? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll, I'll watch both of them. There you go. Maybe we can duke it out over a hot-button topic uh, next episode. I watched White Christmas two days ago. So oh, did you? I'll watch Holiday Inn. Okay. We'll compare notes. Yeah, what's that plot line? I think I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. So, hot-button topic next. Next time might be, like, yeah, a revisiting of All the right, White Christmas we're gonna do versus it. Uh, White Christmas versus Holiday Inn. Please weigh Grudge in. match. Send us send us postcards. Send us emails on I think your this thoughts. Is topical. It's all. It's you know the community's in a rife. You know what I'm going to do, Brian? I'm going to put this on Facebook. Oh, the gentleman Facebook page. I don't think anybody's going to care about this besides us. Probably not. Going to be like you, what? You'd be surprised. That's true. You probably That's wouldn't true. be surprised. We'll probably uh, probably draw up some kind of weird controversy right before <laughs> yep. Christmas. You know what I mean? That's right. Like the Starbucks cup thing. Mm-hmm. We'll be like gentleman. Hates Fred Astaire. <laughs> we got nothing against Fred Astaire. The man can dance. The uh, man yeah. can dance. Yes, he can. Yes, Danny he can. K can dance too. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, we're going to settle that in a future, future grudge match. <laughs> um, speaking of grudge matches, it's time to end the episode. That's right. That was episode seventy-seven, Glenn. Next uh, next episode will be a Christmas episode, episode seventy eight, mm. and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Let me tell you something. I am too. This will be this will, this will be the last episode before Christmas. I believe so. What? Or maybe we're doing uh, one the week of Christmas. I think we might. It might fall within a sweet spot 
where we do one Christmas week. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. We don't know. We can't do the math. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we can't do the math. We don't, we, we don't know how to do math. No. We leave that up to the MTS computer. That's right. <laughs> MTS, how much is my mortgage? Right. <laughs> um, mm. Anyway, Glenn. Okay. So that was episode 77. Mm. We're, looking, we're both looking forward to episode 78. Oh, yeah. We're going to duke it out. Um, stay tuned for the continuation of the White Christmas versus um, Holiday Inn Battle Royale. If you can wait two weeks, it'll be worth it. <laughs> uh, okay, Glenn. Well, I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Uh, thanks for listening to episode 77. We'll be looking forward to episode 78. Drive safe.